morning, everyone. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. A few of you already on, which is awesome. Good to see the early birds catching the worms or the cups of coffee. Hope you're all awesome and well, wherever you are. Morning to you, Chris. Mate, how are you? Shazza, Sharon. Morning. Hope you're well. Alex, mate, howdy. Jeff, good to see you. There's Brad. He's in the house as well. G'day, mate. Alison, yes, I saw him too. Marcus is doing the rounds. He's out and about. That's good to see. It's uh, awesome to see. He's uh, up and up and uh, out there in the uh, the world sharing his message, which we love. Rose, morning to you. Now, you're dead right, Jeff. We don't want to catch any worms, really, do we? <laughs> uh, I hope you're well, folks. Hope you're well. Uh, while we get things warmed up here and uh, people jump on, quick hellos, quick intros, as we tend to do in the show. Welcome to Wealth Coffee Chats. Folks, my name's Jason Witten. If you didn't already know, in the mornings, usually weekdays, we get together and have a conversation, about 15 minutes, sometimes a little longer. Um, and we hang out and talk to you wonderful folks. And we uh, say a little hello. So if you're there and you're new to the show and uh, want to say hello, like Adrian here, morning, mate, Luke, uh, then drop us a little chat in the chat. Drop us a little message in the chat is more accurate. Let us know where you are, what you're up to, how you're rolling. Uh, We hang out in the mornings, talk about property investing, talk about investing, you know, in – in broad terms, try and keep ourselves on track because the media likes to keep you off track, the fear and ignorance. Uh, we want to just get down to the facts. So that's what this morning's all about. So welcome along. If that's you, great to have you here. This morning I thought we might talk about a couple of terms and a couple of thoughts and ideas, a little bit practical this morning. The idea of buffer, a buffer for a property or your investments, um, uh, liquidity, redraw, offset, and talk about those terms and how they're used. We've been talking about those in the last little bit and uh, had a few questions about them. thought we might dive into those today and have a, a little bit of a conversation about what we're up to and you know how, in loose terms, you would apply these in maybe a, a scenario or how I've supplied them or applied them in a scenario and maybe, you know, how you might have applied them in a scenario. Uh, the general idea is the same. The specifics are often down to you. So let's talk about that today. That's what we might uh, have a conversation about and talk about these terms. What are these terms? What do these things mean, folks? What, are the, what do they mean? Buffer. Put it in the chat, you know, um, so buffer, when we talk about this in property investing terms, it is the amount of money that you should have set aside for certain things that may happen in the world of your property investing or property investment that sometimes you need some instant cash, gives you some room to then sort out some things uh, and then you know, make sure that buffer is at a certain level. Right, funds for the unexpected. Exactly, Brad. Exactly. Now, the question I get this all the time 
How much should you keep in your buffer? All right, folks. So tell me, what? how do you roll? What, what do you put in your buffer? Now, a buffer is fun for the unexpected. I do it per investment property, uh, repairs you weren't expecting exactly. Uh, often, folks, uh, this one catches many of us uh, un- unexpected. Um you know, let's say something breaks. Let's say something does break and Alison said, right, okay, I've got to repair something. Let's say the hot water uh, system breaks. So, I mean, I had a, a, a an oven issue the other week in one of my properties, right? So it cost me three or four grand to get that sorted. Um, but I could claim it on insurance, right? So you go, all right, well, do you wait? Do you wait for the – so the, the oven's broken. You've got a tenant. Uh, you've got to repair the thing. Um, okay. Well, hang on. I'll just uh, claim it on insurance and then repair it. What do you What do you guys reckon? How long does that usually take uh, when it comes to, you know, those sorts of things? How long's the damn insurer going to take to give you your funds and repair the thing? Is it instant, folks? Tell me in the chat. What's your experience in that? Right. Yeah. Urgent repairs must be done ASAP. Exactly, because then the tenant can stop. Uh, can stop. So you're dead right, uh, Alison. Absolutely, must be done straight away. Brad, don't wait. No, never wait, folks, and um, never wait. And this is the thing. Uh, some often, um, yeah, great way to upset the tenant. Exactly, Sharon. Often, uh, you know, some maybe inexperienced investors or someone who's like, oh, listen, I don't have the right cash flow. They haven't put a buffer aside. Um, get stuck and then you end up annoying your tenant, piss your tenant off, the tenant stops paying rent, then your agent, you know, it, it causes issues, okay? So, um, and insurance won't always pay up front, okay? So, the point is, buffer, things for the unexpected, absolutely, 100%, things for the unexpected, folks, um, and um, per investment property, and Brad chucked it up there. I like the idea of 5 to 10K. If they're older properties, folks, you need more. Uh, if they're newer properties, you need less. Now, that buffer, you know, uh, if you are in sort of acquisition phase and let's say you had five investment properties, you know, tucking away 50K, that, that sounds about right. And, you know, that might be a little bit uh, little bit more than than you think, but that could keep you, you know, a bit of sleep at night factor, all right? So sleep at night, anywhere from 25 to 50K. It's for unexpected things, folks, unexpected things, um, and away we go, right? So, and you're dead right, Alison, we're not slumlords, we're professional investors. You know, um, the people who pay your, uh, pay for your interest costs and, and other costs are your, um, your tenants, look after your tenants. Uh, your your property manager, a good professional property manager will do that with you, uh, but don't muck around, all right? Um, make sure you have the funds there in your buffer at all times um, and uh, it won't be a problem. And it's just, it's money allocated to that property. Money allocated to the property, it's not yours, uh, it's the properties, okay? Now, uh, let's talk about um, liquidity. Now, what do we mean by liquidity? You know, 
other than your buffer, which might not be significant in your property. Um, yeah, you're dead right, Chris. And I, I, I think it's a great way to think about this. Your, your tenant is a partner in this uh, wealth creation that you're, that you're, you know, pursuing and creating. So, you know, think about that in, in those terms and, and uh, you know, work with that, especially with your property manager as well. Now, liquidity. What is liquidity? What's liquidity, folks? What does that mean? Now, what does that mean? It's a weird word. You know, people, uh, especially financial planners and, and uh, you know, those uh, share market conversations, it, it talks about the ability for you to get access to money or dollars fast. Now, one of the challenges with real estate, and I like that it's a challenge for you and me and others. Well, I like it. Yeah, yeah. How quickly can you turn an asset into cash? Exactly, Chris. Uh, and often the conversation is about the liquidity of your assets. When it comes to what? How, how do you? What's the general gist of the regular market thinking about? Okay, how how quickly can I turn this into cash? Um, and most people say, all right, well, how quick can I sell the thing? How quick can I sell the thing and get the cash? That's it. That's it. Um, Alison, you're dead right. Now, um, for us, you know, you guys know the drill. I, so I talk about this all the time. You know, buy well, don't sell. Um, you know, if you're stuck, how can you create a form of liquidity with your property investments? All right. And a form of liquidity is access to equity, okay? Equity access, all right? We're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, and really, you know, um, morning, Mick. How are you, mate? So we're not, you know, we're not stuck. Uh, we're not forced to sell if we get ourselves in a bit, if we need a bit more than what's sitting in our buffer, folks. Um, because the worst thing, what happens when you do sell, right? Um, and I've done the math on this a few times. You sell a property, you know, the in costs, you know, the stamp duty and so on, the out cost, which is capital gains tax and agents fees, um, you know, often they add up to about 10% in and out, right? So if you only make a small margin on on the deal, you know, often uh, the selling process uh, is less effective than let's uh, say if you can get access to the equity you know, and uh, keep moving on. So let's talk about that and let's talk about redraw and offset. Uh, you know, how does it work? Where would we, how would we do it? And, um, you know, what's the best way to run this? So let's have a look at these things. Your, this would be a typical setup for an investor. You've got a principal place of residence. You've got your uh, owner-occupier mortgage here. I'm going to put it in red. Um, let's say you've got 400K of non-deductible debt. Okay, and you've got to pay for that out of your um, out of your own pocket, right? Out of your own pocket, right, folks? Let's say the thing's worth, you know, 800K, you know, and then you get yourself, and I'm just going to round this up, team. You get yourself a couple of hundred grand worth of, of um, equity, access to equity um, in here, and you buy a couple of investment properties. So, you know, you split that in two. Uh, and a hundred grand goes into one, and then a hundred grand goes into two. Now this is kind of linear. 
you know, so you've you've already got um you've already got that, and then the rest of it, let's call it you know, uh, six hundred k, uh, mortgage. I'm just going to round that up, and you, you guys you guys know the drill. So how does this work? What do we do when it comes to um when it comes to our investments, and how do we run this structure when it comes to your offsets, your redraws, your et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So let's look at that. Let's talk about this and let's talk about liquidity, all right, in these in these sense. So how does it work, folks? You know, number one, your offset. So an offset, you only need an offset on what, folks? You only need one offset because an offset actually costs you a little bit of money. And if you're not using it, if you're not using the offset, then um, it doesn't it doesn't work now now there's you know often you go okay well I will we'll do offsets on everything no no you don't need offsets on anything so talk to your broker about that and the cost and make sure you tune that up but you only really need one offset um, on your principal place of residence and you want it to be transactional okay um, so you can use a, a card you know there, there's an advanced way where some people sort of live off a you know, an interest-free credit card for a certain amount of time and get a bit more time out of it. Um, oh, listen, I, I don't think that that's, you know, required. Um, but, you know, if that's part of what you're doing, then that's fine. But just have some discipline around that because if you don't, you'll end up, you know, so you need transactional and you need card access often, okay? Card access, whatever that might be. So how does it work? All right, so let's have a quick look at this and talk this through and then I'll, I'll show you some. So your wages, your wages, Go into the offset. What else goes into the offset? Tell me, folks. Tell me what goes into the offset. Any cash, any spare cash laying around, uh, all savings. So all cash that you've got, all cash that you have into the offset. Okay. What else would you put in the offset? Your wages go in, fortnightly, monthly, whatever. Uh, and what else would go in there, folks? Now, there's a few things. Um, everything, yep. Yeah. Put everything in there. It helps for sure. Certainly. Why? Why does it help? Because it's non-deductible debt, folks. Remember, this 400k is the is the money that is non-deductible. Okay, that's the one. Um, what else in here? What else over here? What else from these two? Um, boom! Right, you're dead right, Chris. So the rental income. So the rent goes in. The rent plus any uh, deductions, tax deductions tax deductions as well. So the rent all goes in. Everything goes into the offset, folks. Everything goes in. Rent plus deductions. Now, takes it. Yep. Um, you can absolutely, Brad, um, use if you're in business, um, you know, often some business owners set up their trading accounts to, you know, flow in and out of the offset and it, and it helps a fair bit too. So that's an advanced way and uh, I like it. Talk with your accountant. Uh, about how you do that appropriately, um, but it's fantastic. So everything goes in the offset. So that's that's great. So then what happens is it stays in. So when is interest charged? It's, it's charged daily. Uh, and then, you know, when payments need to be made, you know, out to another bank or whatever, then everything comes out of the offset. So it's an in and out um, as we go. All right. Uh you can you can sit your buffers in there. You can any access to any cash and whatever. So sometimes what will happen though, 
So that's an offset. Now, where do redraws come in? All right, folks, where do redraws come in? Now, let this is kind of liquidity, okay? Now, if this property grows in value, right, These and as they do, you know, let's say your mortgage now is, um, your mortgage is, you know, let's say 10 years later, 500, it's paid itself off a little bit if, if you've been paying P&I or interest only or whatever. Um, and let's say now that value has gone up to, you know, you know, 850, right? Okay, so in here, let's say you might have access to 100K, okay? Now, this is where, this is where redraws work in these investments. So this is where the equity top up comes in, folks. You go in there, you lock in equity, you get an equity lock, um, it sits in a redraw against that property. You don't want to take it out if you don't need it, right? You don't want to take it out. Um, if you took it from there and put it in your offset, um, then th there's no value in that in, in true terms because it's not um, a deduction because it has to be against one asset. So, you know, keep an eye on that. Um, so that's how it works, right? So as this goes up, how do you create liquidity? Well, um, that's how you create liquidity. You, you get some equity in a redraw um, and uh, and then lock that in. And that's access to your your liquidity as you go along. So, you know, and what could you do with that stuff? You could then, um, you could then, you know, take that, Hundred and, and invest it in another property. You could um, use it for uh, what I like to do is use it for um, uh, use it for my buffer now because it's then it's a standalone buffer and it on its own right, and you don't need to use your cash out of your offset, um, et cetera, et cetera. So you know, hopefully that makes sense. Often, we, you know, people get it a bit confused, right? So, so then you know, and you could do the same with your PPR. Now, there's a little tip as well. Um, if you wanted to, it doesn't necessarily make uh, much different depending on the interest rate, by the way. But you know, if this was equity, if you put equity in there, you can you can you can pay that equity back if you want to, and you can you know clean the house up. You can kind of um, if you wanted to, and you, you're kind of getting to that stage where you want to just say, I don't want it connected. You, you can sort of pay all the equity back, and you've got that kind of you know this, this is when this is often you know getting it down to zero, right? Um, you know, uh, in there, and it depends on your investment strategy. If it's a bit more advanced, I I want I like the idea of sort of sort of income acceleration using um using your your equity for income acceleration because your house becomes this kind of big fat lazy piece of wealth that doesn't generate you an income, and you're like you got to keep an eye on that, folks. All right, um, but anyway, there you go. Thought that would be a, a good chat, right? So run your buffers, run your buffers. That's for, you know, uh, emergency, unexpected expenses, 5 to 10K per property. It depends on how comfortable you feel. That can sit in your offset account. Liquidity, when your properties go up in value, lock in some access to that equity. It's usually done via a redraw. Um, and then, you know, you use a redraw out there with the investments and then you have on your own home the offset everything goes into the offset and it helps you pay you pay that non-deductible debt down faster there you go all right wealth coffee chat done today that was it i had some other stuff to show you but as always i bite off a little bit more than i can chew in the mornings 
I think, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go through that. I'll show them a spreadsheet. I'll do this. I'll do that. Didn't get a chance to do that this morning, did we? All right, folks, that's it. Uh, Wealth Coffee Chat done and dusted. Join me tomorrow for another one. If you're up for it, we can hang out then. There you go. Cheers, folks. You guys take care. See you tomorrow. Bye for now.